Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Hi, I'm Paige Druce, your special guest host for this episode of Research Roundup. Today I'll be speaking with Professor Bogda Koswara, a medical oncologist and a senior staff specialist at the Flinders Centre for Innovation in Cancer at Flinders University, and Dr Kate Gunn, a research fellow in the University of South Australia Cancer Research Institute. We're discussing the recently published article, Differences in the Health, Mental Health and Health-Promoting Behaviours of Rural versus Urban Cancer Survivors in Australia, which looks at people with cancer who live in rural Australia and compares their experiences to their city counterparts. The article is available in our show notes at pc4tg.com.au slash podcasts. Apologies for some of the sound quality in this interview. It was remotely recorded. Today, we're very lucky to be able to speak to two of the authors of this month's Research Roundup article. Welcome, Bogda and Kate. Thank you for having us. So, Kate, starting with you, could you give us a little bit of background about yourself and how this collaboration with Bogda came about? Yeah, sure. So I'm a clinical psychologist um, and behavioural scientist, and I've been doing research into the unique needs of rural people affected by cancer for about 10 years now. And when I was working as a postdoc at the Flinders Centre for Innovation in Cancer, I was fortunate to hear a presentation by Dr. Narelle Berry, and she spoke about the work that she and Bogda had done to better understand differences in chronic conditions and lifestyle behaviour between people who had a history of cancer and people who didn't. And they'd used the South Australian monitoring and surveillance system to answer that question. And I'd also read a lot of papers that had come out of the US that had compared the health and the mental health of rural versus urban cancer patients. And what they'd found in that context was that increasing rurality was associated with lower overall quality of life and lower functional well-being and significantly poorer mental health functioning. But that kind of comparison hadn't been done here. So given that we do know there is Australian evidence that rural cancer patients have poorer five-year survival, and given that a third of our population does live in rural areas, I thought it was important to consider whether rural residence was an important predictor of physical and mental health outcomes and participation in preventative behaviour among Australian cancer survivors. And I could see from the work that Narelle and Bogda and their team had done using the SAMS data set that that was actually a question that we could probably answer uh, using their methods. So I was really pleased that they agreed to work with me and to build upon their previous work and And that's sort of how this all came about. Fantastic. Now, Bogda, in your experience as a medical oncologist, what impact does rurality have on patient care and survivorship? We already know that the most obvious impact relates to distance and that that translates into difficulties accessing services. So for a person living in rural or remote setting, uh, accessing specialty services for cancer can be quite difficult. Until very recently, majority of cancer services would congregate around metropolitan areas, so much so that patients who needed to have cancer treatment 
needed to travel for every appointment, needed to travel for surgery, and certainly if they required a prolonged treatment, for example, radiotherapy, they effectively needed to move to a larger metropolitan area. Certainly that's a case very much apparent in South Australia, where majority of population congregates around Adelaide. And if you're living in a rural area, you may need to travel quite far. There is a significant proportion of remote areas in South Australia. And most of the services still are provided in Adelaide, although that is beginning to change. So one of the aspects that is a particular challenge for patients from rural areas is accessing to service. But there are other issues and they are relating to the fact that there is higher proportion of socioeconomic disadvantage in rural areas that often is associated with higher risk prevalence of risk factors for chronic conditions, including cardiovascular disease and cancer, and therefore higher incidence of chronic conditions and cancers in sort of in rural areas. And perhaps because of the uh, socioeconomic disadvantage and uh, reduced health literacy, but also because of difficulties with access, uptake of interventions that may address those problems might be lower. So what we know is that people living in rural areas might have higher incidence and prevalence of health problems, but also worse outcomes when it comes to treatment for those health problems. And that's certainly the case with cancer. Rural cancer care and problems of patients from rural areas in Australia are certainly a priority area for addressing for healthcare system in Australia. Of course. So following on from this, Kate, is there anything else that we already know about the disadvantages rural cancer patients face in Australia? Anything to add on from what Bogda has already said? Well, I think one of the most sort of confronting statistics is the fact that patients from remote areas of Australia are actually 35% more likely to die within five years of their diagnosis than people who live in a major metropolitan city. And another factor I think uh, that contributes to their worse outcomes is the different occupations that people often have in rural areas. So, for example, farmers have high levels of sun exposure, which probably accounts for their higher rate of melanoma. So, So it is quite a complicated picture. And we also know that there's a lack of support services to address psychosocial needs in rural areas, particularly when patients leave the treatment setting in the city and go home. This is a time when a lot of patients feel quite isolated and that's another one of the reasons that we wanted to do this study. And we actually expected, based upon the lack of services in rural areas, that the rural cancer survivors would have poorer mental health outcomes than urban cancer survivors. That's certainly what they've found in America. But interestingly, what this study showed was that they were actually no more likely uh, to report a mental health disorder than their urban counterparts. And one of the reasons we think might explain that is the fact that we've also found that among rural cancer survivors, there were much higher levels of community trust. So what we think might be going on there is sort of the community cohesiveness may actually be compensating for the lack of professional services. And Kate, I know that you developed a YouTube channel called Rural Cancer Stories, which features country cancer patients, survivors and their carers talking about their experiences. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? 
You can find the YouTube channel just by um, going onto YouTube and typing in Rural Cancer Stories. And it features a series of two to five minute videos of patients from rural areas and survivors and their carers sharing stories and little tips, things they wish they knew earlier and um, practical tips for other people who are sort of following in their footsteps. And I guess what the aim of this resource is to make those rural cancer survivors who can't actually access face-to-face cancer support groups is to help them feel less isolated and also to encourage them to adopt healthy lifestyles during and after treatment, which we hope will improve their well-being and also reduce their chance of um, cancer reoccurring. So, for example, adopting exercise and, and healthy eating. And we think, you know, it, it's good for these messages to come from people like them. They're probably uh, more powerful than, than coming from someone who uh, doesn't understand their rural context. Of course. Well, that's fantastic. We will also include a link to the Rural Cancer Stories YouTube channel in our show notes as well for everybody to be able to access Bogda, were any of the health issues or risk factors you assessed in this study significantly different in rural patients? Well, what we had found was that rural cancer patients were more likely to be obese and physically inactive than their urban counterparts. Surprisingly, as Kate has already mentioned, they were less likely to report distress and equally likely to report a mental health condition, and they were more likely to trust their neighbours. Now, probably the most important finding for us and the finding that we really grappled with was that the differences between rural and metropolitan cancer survivors disappeared when we controlled for relative disadvantage. And that probably suggests that poor health outcomes and and higher prevalence of chronic conditions and and inferior health behaviours was associated with disadvantage. And I think that is the pattern that we see in other aspects of healthcare around Australia, not just in cancer, so perhaps it's not that surprising. But it really tells us that as we're trying to address needs of cancer survivors in the rural setting, we really need to understand the complexity of that setting and then the interaction between rurality and remoteness and socioeconomic disadvantage. So any interventions that we may need to develop need to take into account of the variety of factors that may impact here. Of course. And Kate, what would you say were some of the key issues raised in your study? One of the purposes of the study was to try and identify the intervention targets that might actually help address rural Australian survivors' inequity in cancer survival. So the fact that we found that they are more likely to be obese and physically inactive is quite significant. And I think that's something that certainly needs more attention. I think developing interventions to help rural people engage in more physical activity after cancer treatment is something that needs to be done quite carefully, you know, taking into account not only the deficits in rural communities, like, for example, perhaps their lack of access to gyms and things like that, but also taking into consideration the values um, of people and attitudes of people in rural communities and also the strengths of rural communities. Like we mentioned earlier, the high levels of community trust could actually be used quite effectively in the development of interventions to combat this problematic issue. And where do you see the role of primary care in these areas? 
In a rural setting, primary care providers are often the healthcare providers for all variety of issues with tremendous level of expertise. So they really play a key role in, in providing not only the first point of contact for cancer care and survivorship care, but also in putting it in appropriate context. A primary care provider supporting a patient living in a rural area is often familiar with the entire environment within which the patient would live, the employment, the healthcare needs of their family, the practical social challenges the patient might be facing. So they are really the go-to people for healthcare needs for cancer patients and survivors in a rural setting. And they are the ones who can also engage with specialist providers in metropolitan area and guiding them what are the most relevant factors for the patients. So I think that there is a lot that can be done. But in saying that, our research really indicates that delivery of survivorship care for cancer patients, irrespective of whether they are in a rural setting or metropolitan setting, is much broader than just addressing unique cancer issues like addressing cancer surveillance or fear of cancer recurrence, that the care needs to address a management of risk factors, lifestyle behaviors, secondary prevention, etc. And in fact, those aspects of care are areas where uh, GPs and primary care providers in general are actually much more skilled and qualified than cancer specialists. So I think that this is another example of why it is that primary care providers should be front and center of survivorship care delivery, irrespective of where patients live, but in particular in, the, in a rural area. Finally, Bogda, what would you say is the biggest overall message you would like our listeners to take away from this article? I actually think that there are a few messages. The first one is that rurality poses some very unique challenges to cancer patients and survivors that require very targeted, complex approach to addressing care. So the care for for cancer survivors needs to move beyond just the acute phase and recognize the contextual issues of place of residence and its impact on, on cancer care and cancer outcomes. The second thing is our study shows that healthcare behaviors and rates of chronic disease are common for people in the rural area and metropolitan area and both need addressing and really underscore that involvement of primary care in care delivery is really critical in providing comprehensive and holistic care to cancer survivors. Fantastic. Thank you both so much for talking with us today. It was a great opportunity for some insight on this really important topic. Thank Thank you for having us. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Do let us know what you think about this episode by emailing info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at PC4TG. Don't forget to visit PC4's website, pc4tg.com.au.